Now I'm talking to Owen and Flynn from Shard about a song called St. Nick's Shadow. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello. We're good. Yeah, yeah, Doing we're well. good. How are you coping with this shitstorm we got going on? Uh, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, we're doing fine. We're getting yeah. by. <laughs> Did you get much writing or recording done? Oh, yeah. We were recording St. Nick's Shadow throughout... Um, Lockdown. The spring and summer. Yeah, throughout lockdown and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then when lockdown ended, um, we were able to find places to record things and then do the video parts. I've also been doing a lot of recording for churches as well, just like a weekly thing to send off for like services and stuff, which I didn't expect to do. But hey, I've, you know, lockdown was kind of the time when I decided to get, you know, a proper recording setup. So that's what I've been doing. Same here. I've also been doing my own recordings as well, which has been fun. Yeah. Right now, St. Nick's Shadow, we're going to play that in a minute. I'm assuming it's about Christmas. Can you tell us about that? Well, um, it's, a, it's a song uh, about the Christmas demon Krampus. Okay, good. Uh, an Austrian folklore character that uh, comes out and hunts, uh, hunts down... Uh, children who have misbehaved over Christmas and, uh, you know, takes them away to um, punish them. Uh, and, I think he uh, carries them off in a wicker basket and beats them. It's a little bit sanitised. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've but, decided to take... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but in our ver uh, version, uh, we, we decided to make him a, lo a lot more murderous and brutal. Yeah, so he's hunting down people of indeterminate age to, um, like, serve them up to other demons. Yeah. You know, hey, do you want to... <laughs> You want to eat some human? Cool. There's some people on the naughty list. Let's go eat them. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it also serves as uh, serves as like a. Uh, it's it's pretty much an anti-Christmas song. It's uh, and it's pretty much we pretty much wrote, wrote that track as um uh, as uh, as a way of getting our frustration out to all the um, overplayed Christmas music that uh, that's uh, that we hear constantly on the radio this time of year i mean uh, just uh, just a way, a way of getting our frustration out and it's it, it's very cathartic interesting enough has anyone uh, been subjected to whamageddon <laughs> uh probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know me personally i find sometimes said overplayed christmas music is kind of fun to listen to in like a oh hey it's this song kind of way yeah um yeah i mean there, you know. there are there are definitely some christmas song uh, songs uh, songs that um i think are, pre are pretty good but uh the amount of times i had to listen to all i want for christmas is you on the radio over and over again mm. i just <laughs> well the, the, the mariah carey one we don't like the mariah carey one we like the original one personally um my wife hates the mariah carey one every time it comes on she she goes <laughs> <There's an original laughs> one. i'll need to seek that out the one I've been listening to is there's an amateur transplants parody called All I Want for Christmas is Cash. Oh. So that's the one I often go to. It's about how this person doesn't want any presents. They just want money. That's what I mean. <laughs> money and socks. With such lyrics as, I don't eat those chocolate coins. I'll take the cash equivalent. <laughs> nice. Oh, I was talking about Christmas songs you hate. I was talking about this recently, and there's one I really hate and one I really love. The one I really love has been really controversial lately. The one I really love is my favourite Christmas song. It's the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. Yes, I, I oh, yeah, same here. I, I I like that song too, but I do, I, I I am very aware of the controversy surrounding that. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's just one of those things that's destined to flare up every year because obviously radio stations will think, oh, hold on, and yeah. then you know they'll say we're taking this decision, and then you'll 
get the inevitable backlash from people being like, oh, but but it's a good song, and why are we getting angry about a particular word? And yeah, you, there's a whole lot of back and forth about that, and you can probably talk yourself into circles. Play the song with it censored. Hell, yeah, the, I think Kirsty McCall uh, even did that in later yeah. editions. I think there's a top of the pops performance where the line itself, she then sang instead something like, you're cheap and you're haggard. Yeah, yeah. I've heard other similar kind of workarounds. Yeah, and and also and also um, uh, the lead, uh, the lead singer of the Pogues. Um, what was his name? Sam uh, McGowan. Yes, uh, he he he's, he said he uh, he doesn't have an issue with uh, with that word being censored. So they haven't realised it's like any movie or any song or anything else that you ban, it becomes bigger than it ever was. It's ridiculous. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Streisand effect in some mm. ways. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, these kinds of things you you can even see before the fairy tale of New York. You can look at, say, I don't know, the music video to Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That was the BBC refused to play that and it became number one. God mm. Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. Yes. Again, <laughs> became number one. My unpopular opinion, though, you, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but it's just one song that grates me. It's every time it's on, and it's usually when I'm out in the shop shopping for Christmas presents or whatever, and it comes on, and it's that original. The, the, the oh, I'm getting frustrated talking about it. The beginning where it's dun, 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 the organ. It's Paul McCartney. Um, oh, simply having a wonderful yes, Christmas time. It annoys me so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. Eh. One of the things actually I was doing at my workplace is they asked, because I've got a recording setup, could yeah. I record like a cover of something? And I picked that song, but <laughs> I've got different instruments here. So I've just, you know, tried to spruce up the instrumentation a bit because I don't mind that one as much. I've got like an acoustic guitar somewhere, so it's like quite nice and I can do a little bit more with it. And if we're on the subject of Christmas songs that really great me, the one I, for whatever reason, I just don't like a lot is um, Stop the Cavalry by Jonah Louie. Okay. Oh, really? And mostly that's just huh? because, I don't know, it's this weird thing of, um, I think it's mostly his voice. It's just very kind of down here and mumbly, and I can't quite mm. work out anything that's being said. Mm. It's, uh, it, it, sounds a li- it sounds a little bit like someone who's phoning ah, in trying to be Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because I've heard that it's supposed to have oh. quite an interesting message to it. It's just, I... I'll probably need to seek out the lyrics. Again, yeah, the amateur transplants have a solution to that called Stop the Canapes about, you know... <laughs> a song about war as well. Endless streams of canapes coming out the oven and it's like, turn the oven off, we've all had enough. Someone stop the canapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically oh, just turning nice. into an advertisement for Have Yourself a Sweary Little Christmas by the amateur transplants now. It's going to be on a TV advert, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> going back to the Krampus story, I've actually been watching um, a few films lately and that's been what it's about. And it's, it's really good because a lot of people don't know about it. They never get told about it as children. I don't know what it is. I mean, I remember being a kid and told, I was told about it and I was like, okay, let's be good, you know. Where's it gone? I mean, it, it seems to have disappeared. Well, there was, there was a movie. Uh, there was a there was a Christmas themed horror movie. I saw it. William Shatner. No, I'm. I'm uh, it was a, it was a mo- movie back in 2015 called Krampus. Yeah, called Krampus. All <laughs> oh, right, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, but really, there, there, was a, there was another movie that featured Krampus and starred Bill Shatner. Apparently, yeah, I watched it the other night. It was on uh, the horror channel, so I thought, oh no, this is not going to be very good. But. Um, it's called uh, Christmas Horror Stories, and it's like an anthology of uh, horror stories. And he's a radio okay. DJ, and uh, it's about the Krampus. Santa Claus fights the Krampus. Ah, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I think I don't know. 
The 2015 film was the first I heard of Krampus because um, I think he's a creature from Austrian folklore more specifically. Yeah, yeah. I think later on I found a Cards Against Humanity card called Krampus the Austrian Christmas Monster. Uh. <laughs> so that's kind of where he comes up in. You know, over here we have we don't have, you know, the Austrian Christmas Monster who carries the naughty children away in a wicker basket to beat them. We have, you get some coal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can, you can make of that what you will. Arguably, you know, I've never made a movie about it. It's a bit nicer. (laughs) (laughs) Make a movie called You Get Coal in Your Box. (laughs) Stuck in. Stuck in. There's there's probably something in that considering all the other kind of premises that have been taken and turned into horror movies like Truth or Dare or Countdown or whatever, you know, where the coal, where you get some coal in your stocking is a bit like receiving the black spot of your pirate. You're marked for something horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a lump of coal and you think, oh no something's gonna get me uh. <laughs> is that song a single or is it part of an album or an ep it's a single it's okay. a standalone single yeah individually how long have you been writing and recording music i've been reco- recording uh, and r- writing since uh, since uh, since college uh, but um but before that i was like p- uh, performing in like uh, school orchestra bands and stuff and stuff like that I've been a part of Shards since, uh, since 2015, when mm. uh, we were still in university. We just randomly met up in a little student union building at one point and just got talking about bands. And then at the end, you said, do you want to be in a band? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd only just arrived. I was still very much, you know, a fresher. Mm. And yeah, within about two weeks, there were other people in and we started going off. Yeah. In terms of my history of writing and playing and whatnot it's going to sound very similar to oh and i did some school orchestra stuff although i didn't although it was actually on a different instrument i didn't start getting properly into the drums by which i mean you know properly start getting lessons and really nothing down with it until like i was in my a levels mm. so that's when it really started although i was kind of like drumming along and teaching myself how to play like songs on my ipod from about the age of about 14 15 or thereabouts mm-hmm. um but then the first recording I ever did was actually with my with a band that I formed, well, that I joined, actually, when my older brother was in it. He formed it with some of his friends, and then they got me in to record some drums. We did a little seven-track EP of four originals and three covers. I have no idea where the recordings have gone, nor do I really want to listen to them, because my drumming on it is pretty terrible, Yeah. Um, as is often the case. Um, but yeah, so that was my first recording I did. That was fun, and then... You know, throughout doing university stuff, I've been in other bands since. I've this is the second music video I've ever been because we're also doing a music video for Saint Nick's Shadow, which is great fun. But yeah, and now I can record stuff in my bedroom. Yeah, and uh, and George, our our ba- bassist, uh, before, and vocalist, and vocalist, yeah, and also producer, <laughs> producer as well, and the producer yeah. as well. Uh, he um, he was all. Uh, before he jo- uh, joined Shard, he was uh, he was also in a band uh, that's still going called um, Sugar Darling. Um, yeah, Sugar Darling. Yeah, I was nearly going to play a gig with them, and then uh, London got moved into Tier Three, and so the gig got cancelled. Ah, uh, yeah. How did the name of the band come to be? <laughs> we were just spitballing. Uh, I uh, we were just spitballing names yeah. here, here and there. <laughs> I think originally Owen came up with a bunch of ideas, all yeah. of which kind of got a bit shot down because they didn't sound thrashy enough. They either sounded a bit gothic or a bit industrial or a bit symphonic or a bit power metal. I still remember some of them like Mirror Raven and Phantom Prophecy. And Hybrid Soul was my favorite. Devil's Ecstasy. And then I was just searching around for like 
metal band names that hadn't been taken yet. I stumbled across Shard and I saw, oh, there's no metal bands called Shard yet. So I suggested it to the guys and the name just kind of stuck. Mm. There's not. It's not really an exciting story, but there you go. It, it's a name that stuck. <laughs> but it's a good name because you got you got shard of glass, shard of metal. I mean, it's all stabby stuff. It's all like you know, it, it gets in your head and it makes you think, oh, this is probably going to be a heavy band. Yeah, so it, it works. Yeah, fair enough. That's it works. I think it's what kind of why it stuck. Who have been over the years your musical influences individually and as a band? How have they changed? And is there one that stayed with you the whole time? Well, we have a, a multitude of uh, influences. Um, we're obviously heavily influenced by uh, the big four thrash metal, uh, but um, we we consider Anthrax to be the most Im- influential and and also the most superior out of the um, four. As much as we do, uh, uh, well, I mean, as much as we do uh, do love um, the other three, the other three Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer, uh, we feel like that Anthrax has has a has a lot more surprises up their sleeve especially with their most recent album uh for all kings for all kings yes yeah 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 so yeah and other thrash bands uh that's um we uh we find influential um testament we kind of like yeah testament great fun they put out a new album this year that's quite good yeah and also um the thrash metal era of um, suicidal tendencies we find influential yeah suicidal tendencies are fun yeah and we also uh we also like, um, you know, we've also been influenced by uh, you know, prog bands, uh, some uh, some American groove metal bands like Pantera or uh, or Machine Head and stuff, and uh, and um, the the really weird and wacky bands like um, System of a Down and Skindred mm-hmm. and Dillinger Escape Plan. I feel like there's yeah. there's one or two songs oh, yeah. that have a slight kind of you know the the mad chords from Dillinger Escape Plan. Like if you listen to the opening of, say, I don't know, forty three percent burnt. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, there's some tasty chords in there. Yeah. For my money, I think one of my favorite recent thrash discoveries is actually a band that's been around for a while, then broke up and reformed called Mordred. Mm. And the reason I think they're so much fun mm. is because they decided to fuse thrash with elements of funk metal and hip hop. Like mm. kind of around the same time as Faith No More, but obviously they didn't get quite as much traction. And it makes for a really mm. infusing sound that has some surprising elements that you wouldn't necessarily think work, but they absolutely do. Yeah. If anyone's listening, then yeah, go check them out. They've put out an EP this year with a set to, you know, putting out a new album, I think, sometime next year in 2021. And they've also done their own like live streamed kind of variety shows called Acting the Fool, which is still up on their YouTube channel. This is basically just turning into advertisements of other bands we like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mordred, good band. Go check them out. Speaking of streaming, mm. um, what are your upcoming plans? I know, obviously, we're in another freaking lockdown and that, but do you have any live streaming plans or music videos you can look at? The main thing we've got is the video for St. Nick's Shadow that's going to come out um, alongside the single. And that'll be up on a youtube channel that will be up i guess once the once the music video comes out um as for live streaming we're not entirely sure because the situation's a little bit weird because um george and i live quite close to guildford but owen lives down in like dorset Hmm. um so that's gonna make you know getting together in one place to live stream from one particular place and sync up all the audio a bit more complicated one of the things i'm actually planning on doing is there's a nifty little camera that I've got my eye on with a built-in XY microphone that I've seen people get some pretty good results with. So I'm thinking I might go back up to where we've done the um, 
the music video and see if I can do some like official drum playthroughs of some of the songs or even start practicing other songs for maybe a personal YouTube channel or something like that. Hmm. So okay. not sure about live streamed gigs, but maybe like individual playthrough videos of the songs we've already got, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I was, I've been researching this because a lot of people say they've tried to figure out a way to do it. And obviously the lag would be impossible as we know, but a lot of people have said that you can do it with Twitch. No, I haven't tried this. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it was originally a live streaming platform designed for gamers to stream like content of their, of what they're playing. So you'll, and I think you'll still see a lot of people streaming games on there from things Mm. like, you know, the big MMOs like League of Legends and Fortnite, obviously. So other things as well, like, uh, there's like a community of Twitch streamers who still play like open source Guitar Hero clones, <laughs> which is pretty cool, um, and so on and so forth. There are people who've streamed all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's a platform we'll need to look into because I'm not entirely sure how we do that without the lag. I think if there were one thing we would be able to do if we were to live stream a gig, it, it would be all set up in the same place, get a decent enough microphone and camera set up to make sure that it sounds all right, and away we go. But yeah, that, that'll be something to look into. So I'm assuming there's no studios around yeah. where you are that are allowing people in at the moment, obviously. Uh, Don't think so, no. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? That'll be a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to get in there. Audio's already set up. All you need to do is get a few cameras on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Give us all of your social media links, and do you have a website? Yeah, we're on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, as uh, as uh, Austin, you've uh, you've come across. And uh, we're... Um, we're also on Spotify and Band, uh, Bandcamp. By the time this goes live, we will be on YouTube as well. We'll have a video up. We don't have a website as of yet. We nearly had one and then we didn't. Mm. Um, just because mm. the person we got in to do web designing then got bogged down with our own studies and said, I need to focus on my own studies. So we said, that's fine. Yeah, the main things are Facebook, in, Facebook and Instagram for general updates. Bandcamp for mm. like purchasing art music if you want to. Spotify and YouTube for streaming. They'll be on other platforms as well, just because I'm releasing all the music via DistroKid, hmm. which is also very good. So, that being said, though, um, I, I do have my uh, my own per- personal web uh, website where I like um, you know post uh, post my con- uh, content on there, and I'll definitely be prom- uh, promoting the um, the new track on on that web uh, website. So, what's that one called? uh owen tomlinson electric guitarist dot com uh, yeah uh, yeah dot com i think yeah. you're also on soundcloud still owen yeah yeah i'm on soundcloud too that that'll be on 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 there too good stuff okay now i'm assuming it's is it shard music or shard band or is it just shard on instagrams etc let's find it because we had to be a bit particular because obviously there's a big building that yeah has the name so you can find us on facebook at shard thrash band uk mm-hmm that's how much we've had to differentiate it. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the things that a lot of people have. When you said about um, looking for names that no one else has had, it's almost impossible now. Mm. Ridiculous. So many, so many bands and so many artists. Yeah. Like I said, we managed to find this name hadn't been taken by any metal bands, but when I then went to upload our first EP to Spotify, we found that there were a few other artists outside of metal who had uh, mm. <laughs> who had who had taken the name Shard. So we had to set up a new domain. Mm-hmm. The way I've been finding that is if you search Shard and then A Will to Kill is the name of our first EP. If you search that on Spotify, then that will come up and that will be us. And again, you know, once St. Mm. Nick's Shadow drops, you can search Shard, St. Nick's Shadow, and that will appear as well. Okay. So what time is that going to drop? Uh, about an hour. 
yeah 1 p.m gmt about an hour brilliant stuff okay can't wait for that everyone get ready got about an hour to go okay is there anything else you want to talk about or mention before we play the song do you have any merchandise to sell anything like that um current hmm. merchandise is limited to cds but i generally speaking we've only really been selling those at live shows it might be something to look into to get better with you know mm. posting things mm. so we've still got a stack of the eps i'll be making physical copies of the singles because i think i think my grandparents want a copy of it Excellent. and they and they actually no, they want more than one copy because <laughs> my grandmother's in a knitting group and she says there's a few people in the knitting uh, group who would be interested to listen to this brilliant <laughs> maybe we'll need to go there on a, on the tour we were trying to plan i don't know we also recently got um a redone logo by um someone on facebook uh who runs the page cosmoral design hmm. the name's oscar hmm. so yeah now we've got a proper design i don't know i reckon it would quite look quite good on a i don't know like a patch or something or a t-shirt yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah or, or a mug mugs <laughs> I mean, T-shirts, I, I, I've been collecting T-shirts now because um, every time I talk to bands, I have to get one, and I've got so many, and they're just so cool. Um, yeah, that would be great. I mean, loads mm. of people want T-shirts of bands they love since yeah. the day began, When it? I mean, that's something you need to try and get into. That's the story of my wardrobe. Pretty much all of my shirts are band shirts. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> if nice. there's a band that I've seen play, chances are I have a shirt. And if I don't have a shirt, I have a yeah. CD. I had a Led Zeppelin shirt. It was um, Four Sticks album shirt. I remember getting it at a, at a concert. Oh, sweet. Yes. And I wore it every day. And it had literally got holes worn into it from wearing it all the time. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> nice. I haven't got it anymore, of course. It's, uh, you know, had to go in the uh, Excellent stuff. Mm. What's your most prized T-shirt? Uh, my my most prized T-shirt is, um, uh, is it's a Led Zeppelin shirt, a shirt that, that I own. Uh, it's uh, It's... Uh, it's a, ve- a very cool, uh, cool looking, looking shirt. Um, you know, it's got uh, got the you know the logo, and um, I think it's also uh, got the um, uh, the date of um, one of mm. one of their gigs, uh, and one of the gigs they did in 1975 mm. or something. Uh, been a lot. Uh, it's been a while since since I had a proper look mm. at my shirt, but it's a very cool looking shirt. Uh, and uh, another sh- uh, shirt that I really, uh, really cherish is um, a Metallica shirt that has um, James Hetfield's uh, ESP mm. Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very cool looking shirt. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've got a prized T-shirt because I just have so many. I'll tell you what, though. There is one I actually miss because it's gone missing. I've not been able to find it for a while. Is um, a while back in about... 2018 or 2019 i got a shirt from buying like a deluxe edition of a cd that also came with a ticket to go see the norwegian art pop singer aurora and so i got mm. uh and i so i got a shirt ah. an aurora shirt that uh had um one of her you know lyrics from one of her newer songs you cannot uh the lyric being you cannot eat money emblazoned down the front and i haven't seen it since about december of 2019 i don't know where it's gone mm. um I'd like to find it again because I, I quite mm. like it. You might have giant moths. <laughs> <laughs> when when I moved in when I moved into this room, I decided I was going to paint the walls green, and that seems to be you know a real haven for attracting bugs. So yeah, we we get moths. I don't know if we get giant moths. Uh. The biggest one I saw was actually on holiday. It had drowned in someone's pool or something. They hadn't cleaned it out yet, and it was about the size of both my hands. That was in Spain, mm. I think it was. 
Damn. <laughs> uh, it, it, were, it were pretty big, but it, it was dead. Every time I see a moth, it reminds me of the Silence of the Lambs, especially when they're big ones. I've, I still haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. I'd like to see that Oh, go. I'm going I'm to cut you. Hang on. How do I remove you from this conversation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's quite a, there's quite a few films that my siblings or my Blast partner is trying to show me at some point. And I'm, I'm slowly getting round to most of them. And I'm slowly getting round to them. I think I've still got Tarantino's entire library to go. Oh, had you ban somebody? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> um, as well, um, I remember oddly enough, a movie night at Bloodstock oh, 2018 was the first time I saw um, Ridley Scott's Alien, and also John Carpenter's The Thing. So I've I've seen those, and I've seen Aliens as well. Not seen the other ones. I've seen the first two Predator films. What else? District Nine. I've seen that. What are other ones that people are trying to get me to see? I can't remember. But yeah, Tar- Tarantino and Silence of the Lambs are up there. There's some. There are probably some other horror films that people are going to try and get me to watch. Maybe The Exorcist as well. I don't know. Oh, you haven't seen that I've, either? I've just not really watched horror films. <laughs> Someone in a fresh metal band. Hey, I, I watch other films besides, <laughs> and I play <laughs> video games and listen to other music, you know. As for Quentin Tarantino films, Pulp Fiction, I mean, it's it's one of them films that you either love or you hate, I think. Um, oh, yeah. It's just one of them films that will always be a classic and Reservoir Dogs. We're going to see if we can try and sample something from Pulp Fiction in a new song we're writing. Okay. Because Owen had the idea of writing a slower track that's a bit like meatier and a bit more kind of, you know, dig into it a bit more. And he had the idea of um, taking Marcellus Wallace, um, yeah. you know, shouting Ezekiel at someone. That wasn't Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> Not no. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's character. I. This no, is how no, no, bad no, no. I am. Jules this William, is how Jules little Winfield. I know of Tarantino. I get, I get people's characters' names wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Jules, yes. Jules, Jules Winfield was the one who <laughs> yeah, yelled Him. it, and uh, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Actually, yeah. that'd be cool. The only thing is, um, yeah. are you going to use a video clip as well? Don't know. We've also had the thought of you know, you know, just find the the bit of Ezekiel that. Sam Jackson was shouting and shout it ourselves. But, you know, and people will recognize it from Pulp Fiction. Well, they changed it slightly as well for the movie. So it's slightly different mm. in the Bible. Yeah, they'll, they'll have changed it a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. The idea is it's a, it's a song about someone who uh, wants to get back at someone else. And we decided to go for mm. a historical figure on that one. Excellent. We went with um, St. Olga of Kiev, mm. Uh, mm. whose husband was murdered by a rival kingdom. And then she. Um, I think the uh, scientific term is she went absolutely apeshit. Mm. Do you know she invented chicken Kiev? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's chicken. No, they were. It was um, chicken Dereva because it's all the trillions. Yeah, I think there are at least two separate occasions where, like, she burnt lots of things down. Mm. So, yeah, well, it will have been, you know. Mm. Chicken Dravillian rather than uh, Chicken Kiev. Interesting fact about Chicken Kiev, it didn't used to have garlic in it. That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How boring Fair would enough. that be? Very boring food otherwise. Um, well, hey, at least vampires would be able to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into vampire movies now. <laughs> yeah, and we could go uh, into all the vampire movies that I haven't watched and need to watch at some point. <laughs> have, yeah. you seen, have you seen Gary Oldman as Dracula? Oh, uh, that wasn't the one no, where um, Keanu Reeves uh, was oh, desperately trying to do a British accent, was it? Yes. Oh, yes, oh I've seen. Cl- oh, I have seen clips. I have seen clips of that movie, but I, ha- I haven't seen the enti- entirety of it. If there's any particular Dracula I'm going to try and find, it'll be um, the Hammer horror ones with Christopher Lee going. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the movie that Gary Oldman played Dracula in, which was the one you're talking about, it was a 
basically a scene by scene remake of the original um, black and white version. Oh, the nineteen thirty one one with um, Bela Bela Lugosi. Lugosi. Yeah, and it basically is a remake of that scene by scene. But it's ugh, Gary Oldman's my favorite actor, and he does such a great job at it. It's really good. Oh yeah, fair enough. Cool. We'll take your recommendation. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs, man. Watch that tonight. It's the best psychological thriller ever made. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I still remember, remember all, all the, uh, the, uh, the fun cl- uh, clips from that, from that movie. Uh, it, it, it puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I remember that. That's it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Weirdly enough, I think one of the first times I ever heard like any kind of vague quote from the Silence of the Lambs was um, way back when uh, Dead Ringers decided to do like a sketch where someone was trying to do like films on the cheap, and so. He had the meeting between uh, Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling, and he had, "Hello, Clarice. I wouldn't tap on the glass if I were you. It's very cheap, and it might break." <laughs> I can't do this. You can't. You like a bad. It's, uh, it's going to be one of those things where you do it do once it and people are like, "Do it again," and you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is people can listen back to it. They, they'll wind back the play or something and and listen to me attempt it. It sounded like you was sucking a straw with a McDonald's milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it through. <laughs> Too hard. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, funny. Brilliant. Oh, there's one thing I want to ask before you go. This is going to be one of them back to the um, favourite moments. Do you have... I've never asked anyone this before, by the way. Do you have a favourite song that no one knows about? It's like a guilty pleasure. Hmm. I'm not sure about no one knows about because I'm not a huge believer in the idea of guilty pleasures. I think if you like something, then you can like something. And if it's slightly outside of what you typically listen to, I don't think there's much to be ashamed or embarrassed hmm. about. So what is it? <laughs> uh, good question. I don't know. You're justifying that. You're justifying it. You don't have to be embarrassed. We, 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 we were talking earlier about like the song, like song overplayed songs that come on the radio and it's like... <laughs> I guess in my sense, a guilty pleasure would be something I don't listen to by choice. But if it comes on the radio, I, I won't turn it off. So I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. anything that gets, oh, that, you know, gets a lot of radio airplay to the point where I don't want to. You don't want to tell us, do you? You don't want to tell where us. I don't want to listen to it in my spare time. Like, I don't know. Don't Stop Believing by Journey or, or something. Okay. You know. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's actually a, a good song. song. I, I won't turn it off if it comes on on the radio or like a silent disco or something. But I, I wouldn't choose to listen to it because it has just been played to death. It's a real shame. That's the same as Bohemian Rhapsody because of that yeah. Bloody Wainsworth film, which was a good film, but a lot of people didn't know about that song until afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm different. I, I, I actually can't get get enough of, enough of that song. And <laughs> same, same with with um, uh, Stairway to Heaven. I mean, that's that's a that's another song I absolutely adore. But I do kind of get why why some people are sick of hearing it. Hell, Robert Plant, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, is sick of singing that song. Uh, hell, he, he said mm. many times that he would break out in hives whenever, whenever he would, he'd be forced to sing it. <laughs> I mean, can't really blame him. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Thinking of Queens like Bohemian Rhapsody, they actually did um, a couple other like kind of big, kind of multi-style kind of pl- six-minute-plus songs on previous albums. So if you, if you like Bohemian Rhapsody, you also might like... Um, I think on Queen 2, there was The March of the Black Queen. Mm. And then on Sheer Heart Attack, there were three songs strung together called Tenement, Funster, Flick of the Wrist, and Lily of the Valley. Mm-hmm. Those three go quite well together. And I think of the of the three kind of multi-style kind of big songs that Queen have done, I think the Tenement, Funster ones are my favorite, the ones on Sheer Heart Attack. 
I love long songs. Oh yeah, anthems. Yeah, I think it depends. I think it depends if they've got the content to back it up. Because if, because you know, if they've got something to back it up and you and you can really get into it, then it feels like no time's passed at all. Hmm. If you're not into it, it just feels it just becomes a bit of a slog. Yeah, and what, what's your favourite song, Austin? Oh, mine is um, Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, oh. nice. More cowbell. Oh, yeah, the, yes. one that go- yes. the one that, you know, was catapulted <laughs> into everyone's collective conscience by Saturday Night Live and Will Ferrell and yes. Christopher Walken. Yeah. And they destroyed Christopher Walken's <laughs> career. Oh. Yeah, and I think I think Christopher Walken still occasionally gets people who shout more cowbell at him and he just has to grumble along or something. For my money, I, I still think my favourite thing I've seen Christopher Walken in thus far is the music video to Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice. Oh, yeah, when he jumps over the balcony. Yes. Yeah, and starts flying around and all that. That's su- yes. that's such a fun video to watch. He's so cool, isn't he? He's just, everything about him is cool. Have you seen that meme? It's a, it's a meme. It's got four little pictures. It's about grammar. And the first one is no comma. Second one is English comma. Third one is... <laughs> Christopher Walken comma and the fourth one is William Shatner. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't think I, I don't think I have come across that we'll meme. To, uh, it's so brilliant. It's it, I can't remember what it says. It says um, whatever it is. It's the first one has no comma. The second one has an uh, Oxford comma in a proper place. And the third one is, you know, when I come to your house, I'm coming in like that. The commas are in a certain place, and then William Shatner's got a comma after every word. You know when I'm. <laughs> ah, that's that sounds. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You got. You got to find it now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that, good, that's definitely accurate to how Shatner delivers his lines. You know, Bob, Sue, and Greg—they came to my house. Uh, <laughs> I love the Walken one. I can you imagine him saying it. In yeah. His own voice? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do a Walken voice. I've not seen him. I've not heard his voice enough to be able to do it. Um, mm, I don't think right, anyone can do I that. I will send that to Owen because. Yeah, angel. please do. I'm, Yes. I want to say, I want to hear your reaction. Right. <laughs> there you go. I've sent it to you over Facebook Messenger. I'm I'm waiting to see your little icon move down. Oh yeah, so it's it's gone ping. It's it's gone ping. There we uh, go. Okay. Let's see. Standard comma. Oxford comma. Uh. <laughs> ah yes. 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 <laughs> I would love it if somebody listening to this can do some impressions and record it and send it in. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone's listening in, do some impressions and read this stuff. Yeah, please do. Yeah. You need Christopher Walken and you need a William Shatner voice. Yeah, Bill Shatner. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Okay. Oh, guys, um, thank you, Carl. It's really been so cool talking to you. Yeah, thank, thanks for ha- having us. Man. Yeah, no, this, is, this has been great fun. <laughs> right, now, we're going to listen to your song. Would you like to introduce it? Yes, please. This song is called St. Nick's Shadow. And just a reminder, you are listening to the Suburban Subtext Podcast.
you die! 